the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you from the transformative power of Christ. I'm coming to you live from the KKHT studios here in uh, off of 59 here in Houston, Texas. And it's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, God bless you wherever you are. Be careful if you're in your car. It's dangerous out there. I want everybody to get home safe. You know, we have a church plant that we just planted in. Uh, well, actually, we did in, in right, right when COVID started on March the 1st. 2020, and we had three live services, and the church's New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're a uh, a sister church uh, to our parent church, New Covenant Church in, in Humble, Texas, and we had three live services back in 2020, and then we got locked out of our building like everybody else uh, um, back in 2020. So we went virtual. It's it's you know starting a church, a church plant's not always the easiest thing. And so we stayed virtual until last night, and we had our first uh, live in-person service again last night, and the Lord blessed us. It was a wonderful service. Uh, the praise and worship was, oh my goodness, the musicians we had were just tremendous, and it really ushered in the Holy Spirit, and uh, we had a wonderful service. You know, we've got, we're at 240 West 18th Street in the downtown Heights, 240 West 18th Street. And we have Sunday night services to give people an option to come try us out. That uh, it might, we thought it might be a good time for people to come. And uh, either if you miss church that day, or you're looking for a church, or you just want to spend more time in the house of the Lord, so we've uh, leased space with a. We're a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled church um, that believes in the power, the transformative power of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why the show's named this because uh, we've lived that. In fact, and and. Uh, Anyway, so we've leased some space from a, another church, a, a Heights Presbyterian Church, that, and we come in at 6 p.m. On, on Sundays. We're going to be there every Sunday from now on. You know, there's plenty of room in the congregation to spread out. Uh, masters certainly welcome, uh, and, you know, we want everybody to be safe. We've got hand sanitizers. The, the, uh, the sanctuary is sanitized. Uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's a good, beautiful church building, beautiful church. We are so blessed. And um, it's at 240 West 18th Street. The transformative power of Christ is this radio show. We have another radio show on Wednesdays called Recovery Radio Houston. And then we have Sunday night services at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street. And then um, you're probably heart tired of me saying that. I'm going to get into my sermon in just a second. Uh, we also have a, a ministry called Break Every Chain, which is a recovery ministry. And uh, that meets on Friday nights at uh, at. 910 Wilson Road in Humble, Texas. So that's at the parent church, uh, New Covenant Church. So we would love for you to come worship with us. 
uh, come try us out. Uh, you can certainly be a member of another church. Just want to get more uh, of the Lord's Word in for a day, or, or like I said, maybe you miss church. So we'll be there next Sunday, March fourteenth. I, I I can't wait to meet you if you can you can come by. So let's talk today. We're going to continue something that we talked about last week, and we're going to develop it a little more. And that is uh, out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Of course, First Peter. Uh, 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, some translations say a peculiar people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. You know, this is a very special scripture to me because, as I said, I've, I've, I've lived that. I did not live uh, a large part of my life. I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I always believed in in God, and, and I do the nine one one prayers, and and Christmas and Easter was a, a big year for me. If I went to church those two days, uh, but then some things happened, which I may get into in a little bit. And I talked a little bit about last week um, that life, uh, uh, the Lord humbled me, and uh, He brought me into a place where where I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and and life has just been wonderful ever since then. You know, of course, I still have trials and tribulations. But I live this out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. You know, the, God starts this this theme, this theme of light and darkness early in the Bible. In fact, in Genesis uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. You know, I think it's really interesting if you look at it that that he doesn't create the sun until verse 14, but nothing is impossible for our God. And so right there in the beginning, we see that God is light, and he creates light, and he sees that it is good. I love the way the Gospel of John starts. Um, Verse 1, chapter 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. Jesus Christ is the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Some translations say cannot comprehend it. I like the overcome it because nothing can overcome. Greater is he that is within us than, than he is in, within the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John twelve thirty five says, whoever walks in the dark does not know where they were going. Man, I've been there. I've been in the dark and I didn't know where I was going. Chaos was in my life. And, but uh, Jesus said, believe in the light so that you may become children of light. And that's our goal at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We want to take Jesus's message, his gospel of love, his gospel of peace, his gospel of victory and triumph, and, and, you know, God called us from out from Humble, where we started, where we live, actually, into the middle of the city. I'm also a lawyer, and my, my law practice is on Heights Boulevard. But So I was very familiar with the area, but I just felt a calling by God to come into the middle of the city because, you know, the da- time is short. You know, no one knows, no man knows the day, time or hour when, when he's coming back. But, but what we do know is I know that 58 people uh, died in the freeze. I know that uh, they say 500,000 people or more have died from COVID. I have a, a friend. In fact, let's stop and pray. I, let's, let's stop and pray. I've got a friend who's in Methodist Hospital right now with COVID. God knows who he is. I've got another friend who just had a a, a baby, and I want to pray for them. I have a, another 
a friend who used to be in our ministry and she just got married a week ago and and um her husband was beaten to death this this weekend and I want to lift her up in prayer and and then I've got a good friend of mine that I grew up with in high school whose whose mom passed away so let's pray for all of them father god we we come to you today with such gratitude in our hearts for all the wonderful things you've done in our lives father and we ask for that you comfort the people that I've just spoken of you know each of them you know everything that's going on in their lives father we ask for healing for my friend Kirby who's in the hospital father you touch him with Touch him supernaturally. We know that we are healed by your stripes. I ask for comfort of peace for for the Towns family. And you know that Betty Sue Towns knows you, Lord. She's with with you in paradise right now. We thank you for that, Father. But we ask for peace and comfort for the family in this difficult time. We ask our sister Linda in Alabama, Father. She's gone through so much. Only through you can she find comfort in this time. Please reach out and, and comfort her, Father. And, we, and then we pray for the the child that was just born, and you know who it is, Father. We pray for that that baby be healthy and that that baby grow up and that you become the most important thing in that baby's life. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, so like we we were just learning, Jesus tells us that believe in the light so that you become children of light. You know, this is the next scripture I want to read, you know, because I, I told you I'm a lawyer, and, and my training is that in, in, legal, in the legal world, we find authority when we're writing a brief or we're doing a motion. We want to tell the judge or the appellate judge. We say, here's the, here's the, the case that stands for this. It's just the principle of law. There's this A, B, C authority. I like to do the same thing with the Bible because if Jesus can make the point, then why should I? So in Luke 9, 23, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross daily and follow me. That's really our command is to follow Jesus Christ, to live our lives, be imitators of Christ, the Bible says, as best we can to live our lives as closely as we can to him. We'll never get there. We'll never be perfect. Only one is walk this earth that's perfect. But but we can do our best. We can aspire to be as Christ-like in everything with our with our wives and our husbands and, and with people that we see and that we witness to and how we live, and that's what we can aspire. So Jesus tells us, follow me. And that's the theme throughout the Bible. So Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. But we'll have the light of life. So we have this this contrast to the darkness that so many in the world right now are living in, the darkness of addiction, the darkness of anger, the darkness of idolatry, you know, where their lives are, God's not the most important thing in their lives. Everything else is the most important thing in their lives. You know, we've got all the uncertainty right now. We're going to get into that in a second. But Jesus wants us to walk into the life, into the, the light. You know, in John 10, 10, the kind of life Jesus, he lays out the kind of life he wants for us. He says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus wants for us. Of course, he wants our salvation. He wants to spend eternity with us. God loves us so much. He sent his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. But he wants us to have an abundant life here, too. You know, we're going to go through trials and tribulations. There's going to be some suffering, but he wants us to have an abundant life. And, you know, the way we get abundant life is by helping others. That's that's what changed in my life. You know, but right now we have darkness in our land. You know that there are more drug overdoses recorded during COVID than at any time in our history? Alcohol sales are setting records. We have over a million heroin addicts, 1.5 million daily users of methamphetamine, you know that over 100 billion, 100 billion oxycodone pills 
have been distributed in our society. The opioid, it's out of control. Do you know that 30% of the bandwidth on the Internet is taken up by pornography? Is that incredible? 30% of the bandwidth. We've got divorce rates are up. Child abuse is up. Spousal abuse is up. You know, we've got so much uncertainty with COVID, pandemic. We've got political uncertainty. You know, we're sort of love our people that disagree with us. Not only our people that disagree with us, but our enemies. And we've got such awful political discourse. God is love. If you say you hate your brother, you don't know God. And people are so angry right now. You know, we've got just God is is wanting to use this time in an incredible way. But we've got God out of schools and God out of government. With all this chaos, with all this uncertainty, we have an unprecedented opportunity to bring people into his kingdom. That's what this time is for. Government has failed. Science has failed. Technology has failed. The media has failed. Medicine has failed. We can't even keep our electricity on. When it's cold, we really need it. Everything's failed. Web searches are up for things like hope and the reverse, fear. But there's only one that we can depend on, and his name is Jesus Christ. We've got this pandemic going, and I work in the recovery area, and we've had a pandemic of of addiction for for not just decades, millennia. And, And there's a vaccine for that. And his name is Jesus Christ. And this is an unprecedented opportunity. You know, I read where one, one, one religious leader said, there has never been a greater time in history to fulfill the Great Commission than right now. You know, I understand coming out of darkness and into the light. And God has been so good to me, and he's changed my life in so many ways. You know, we had a demonstration at church the other day where this pastor came up with this. I thought it was great. He had a bucket, and, and, and it was had a hole in it, and underneath it was a, was a bin, and he kept pouring water into it. He said, I poured alcohol into my life. I poured anger into my life. I poured, and it never, it never filled anything up. The bucket just kept emptying. And, you know, that's the way we live when we live for the world. That's the way we live when we live for the world. And so only thing that gives us the peace that surpasses all understanding is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that we can depend on. People will let us down, but Jesus Christ won't. In Luke 19.10, Jesus said, The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. In Mark 2.17, he said, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners. Mark 1.17 said, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And Mark 16, 15 said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. That's what my church, that's what, that's what we're called to do. That's what I want my church to be about. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We meet on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street. We invite one and all. Jesus wants everybody. God wants no man to perish but all men to come to repentance. We invite you all. We're a Bible-based church. We're a spirit-filled church. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're a recovery church because we believe that everybody's recovering from something. It's not just drugs and alcohol. It's relationship issues. It's depression. It's anxiety. It's whatever you're dealing with in this fallen world. We want to love you. We, we want to bring people in, and we just want to show them we want the embrace of God's love. You know, I've been transparent in this show and, and on Wednesdays and with my congregation. And, you know, before I went into rehab— God put somebody in my path, and he said, I never got sober 
until I went to a faith-based rehab. God said he'd been to eight, eight rehabs. And at that moment, God touched, the Holy Spirit touched my heart. I felt the embrace of love, of God's love, like I'd never felt it before. I felt a peace. I knew I was coming home. And I've devoted my life to, to trying to help people, doing the best I could ever since then. And that's what our church is about, and I want people to join us. And we need, we need not just people that are lost, but we need mature Christians to disciple people. We're all supposed to be. The Great Commission says, go and make disciples of all nations. So we need people that can help equip the new people that are coming in. We want to love people. We want to accept people. We want to fellowship with people. We want to be there together because we're all going to go. We're talking about out of the darkness and into the light, but we all go through seasons of of darkness, don't we? We all go through seasons. Even if we've been walk, living for the Lord for a long time, we go through seasons of darkness. We don't always understand, but so often we go through those things so that we can help people on the other side. We go through those things so God can teach us things, so we can learn things, so we can come out of them and speak with authority. I mean, I can talk to people that are alcoholics because I know about it. I know how to defeat it, and it's with the whole help of the Holy Spirit. It's with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe in 12 steps and all those kinds of things and therapy and, and getting counseling and all those things. Those God put us those things, gave us those things for a reason. But ultimately, I believe in a supernatural recovery that, that surpasses all understanding that, that Jesus Christ is the way. Putting him number one in your life is the key to restoring your marriage, to restoring your, your livelihood, to, to doing anything you want to do in life and to finding that peace. So we come out of these darkness, you know, Sometimes he puts us through these periods of darkness to strengthen our faith. Look at First Peter or the book of James. Sometimes, you know, we go through darkness because there's only things that we can discover in the dark. You know, Paul wrote Philippians, Philemon, Ephesians, Colossians while in prison. Martin Luther King wrote letters from the Birmingham jail. Nelson Mandela wrote his autobiography. John Bunyan wrote Pilgrim's Progress, all from jail. Sometimes these dark things where we can be alone and know that God is, is on the throne and that we can be still. Sometimes great treasures come out of darkness. So we have to trust in him. That's the time that we need to lean on our faith the most. Never doubt in the darkness what God shows us in the light. I heard John Redmond say that on, that station, on this station, and I loved hearing that. He's a wonderful preacher. This program follows mine. He's a wonderful man of God. I'm just listening to him. He, uh, you know, he's got a great church over there in Pasadena. So th- these are the things that we believe in. We believe that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new cre- creation, Second Corinthians 5.17. We believe that whom the Son sets free is free indeed, John 8.36. We believe that you should not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans twelve twelve and how do you do out twelve two and how do you do that you do it by reading his word his beautiful living word I'm holding my Bible right now it's my most precious possession we believe that we're children of the Most High God we're redeemed we're forgiven we're saved by grace we're justified sanctified healed by his stripes delivered from the powers of darkness we're more than a conqueror exercising our authority over the enemy walking by faith and not by sight imitators of Christ and therefore the light of the world God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into the light whether you don't know him right now he's got a mighty purpose in your life whether you're you're depressed you're anxious praise him walk out of the darkness and into his life light that's what God wants for you God loves us he loves us more than we can possibly imagine 
I mean, if there's anything else you get from this message, God loves you. He wants you to walk out of your darkness and into the light. So how do you do that? You do it by spending time with him. You do it by praising him. You do it by worshiping with other believers. Iron sharpens iron as one person strengthens another. You do it by spending time at church and fellowship. You do it by praying. You know, Jesus told us how he would help us when he was gone. He said in John fourteen fifteen, If you love me, keep my commands. You know, for too, too long in my life, I looked at that, well, <laughs> you don't want us to have any fun, you know? I don't, you know, these commands, let's do this and do that. And he loves us so much, he wants us to keep us, his commands because we know that that's how we'll find true fulfillment. I didn't find any real fulfillment. You know, we have a saying in AA, it's one too many and a thousand's not enough. You never get enough. You never get enough money. You never get enough lust. You never get enough. Hey, there's only thing, one thing that can fulfill you. And that's a relationship, an intimate relationship, a relationship more intimate than you've ever imagined with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. He says that because he loves you. I will ask the Father, he says, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Picking up in John fourteen twenty six. But he, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace, I love the way this passage ends. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. That's my message for you. Come out of the darkness and into the light. Everything's looking up with this COVID thing, but everything looks up when you begin to put Christ number one in your life. So we believe at New Covenant Church Greater Heist, above all else, we believe that God is love. And to serve God, we must love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And we must love our neighbors ourselves. We must love others unconditionally. Love the unlovable. Welcome everyone who seeks his face. It's not our job to judge, it's our job to love, to welcome, to encourage, to teach, to disciple, to strengthen, to fellowship together. Encourage people to witness and tell everyone they know what Jesus Christ has done in their lives. You know, we get all kinds of opportunities to witness. I heard a story about a dog that uh, hit, there was a catastrophe in China and somehow this dog got some pages of, of a book in its mouth and it kept taking it over to these people that were dealing with this fire and and finally, they followed the dog back to where he was, and, and there were a bunch of Bibles. And people started reading Bibles, and a bunch of people got saved. And a dog can witness, <laughs> so we can all witness. So, you know, you've got opportunities in your life. You know, I told you about how most of my life I didn't, I didn't necessarily live for the Lord. I believed in God, but I didn't live for the Lord on a daily basis. But when I was a child, my great-grandmother told me about her Jesus, my Jesus, your Jesus. And when the time was right, when God pers- put that person in my path that said, I never got sober till I went to a faith base, those seeds germinated and they blossomed immediately. You never know when you plant a seed, when it's going to take hold. Never underestimate the power of a seed. You know, we believe that God is still in the miracle business. That's one thing I love about being working in the recovery because I see people that overcome heroin, overcome addiction, overcome all kinds of things. 
We see that. God is still in the miracle business. There is no problem that is too big for God. Do you know if we, in our current technology, if we tried to go to another star, it would take us 38 million years? <laughs> One star. That's how big our God is, how massive, how wonderful, how marvelous he is. I want to close with a scripture that is near and dear to my heart. Isaiah 61.1, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. God wants you released from your darkness. He wants you to walk out of his, out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. That's what God wants for you. Please join us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 6 p.m. on Sundays. We're at 240 West 18th Street. We're a Bible-based, non-denominational church that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of a transformative experience with Jesus Christ that'll change your life. We want want to meet you. We want to worship with you. We want to love you. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 6 p.m., right in the heart of the Heights, 240 West 18th. Please come meet us and check us out. Worship with us. We'd love to meet you. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street. We'll be there Sunday, March 14th at 6 p.m. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.